Before we begin, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the class. I've personally taken a few of these classes, and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion, but wanting more. There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. I'll see you there. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Hey, good afternoon, everybody. We're here in studio for a special pre-recorded episode of the Richard Listens Show. And thank you for tuning in, as always. For those of you new to the show, I appreciate you following on Instagram, Twitter, getting that profile going. Instagram, we appreciate all your suggestions and recommendations for guest topics. And for all those who are following shows and downloads of the show later on iTunes, Spotify, and YouTube, we appreciate all your likes, listens, and comments. Again, I'm Richard Olberger, clinical and somatic psychologist focusing on performance and healing from trauma based in Beverly Hills. You can reach me through my website, richardlistens.com, and I'm excited to engage with you and seeing how I can be of service on your next high performance moment or in clearing out whatever has been haunting you or holding you back for quite some time. It has been an exciting summer and month of excitement. We have fantasy football draft coming up. I'm always excited about that, doing that with a bunch of guys I grew up with even for fun. We have the Little League World Series, international cultures coming together, professionals mentoring younger players. It's a thing of beauty to watch. And today's guest and topic is about the transition from being a young adult into adulthood and how to cultivate business skills. And we're going to talk about his company or project called Sire, which is a society for youth entrepreneurs. And he'll throw in the extra letter, explain what the R means. But it's more about what is being done for the current millennial generation in helping transition to the culture we are in and figuring out passions and figuring out how to cultivate skills outside of or integrated into current academic environments as well. I'm very excited to learn about this. This is something that is coming up for me personally in trying to foster development of a youth 
athlete to make it to the next level and seeing creative ways to run side hustles and to pave your own way. And I just came last night from the fields of downtown Black Soccer Club. Beautiful to be out at that field. Some of you have seen the articles in the LA Times highlighting development of young, particularly female athletes who maybe culturally have not always been given the same chance as their male counterparts. So if you have not seen that, check out Bill Plaschke, his work on the LA Times, several of the players they have who've not only played four years college starters, but have now been selected to some national team uh, through their work. So without further ado, my guest today, I've known him quite some time and creates quite a bit of inspiration for me. And like I've been hounding him for a year to come on the show and we've been talking about, you know, what the show would look like and what we would talk about. So I'm excited to see where it goes. His name is Mr. Yehuda Ricardo. He's a graduate of USC. He has created several of his own businesses and continues to find creative ways to pave his own path and blending the journey from being a mentor and teacher to those who come slightly after him. Feels like he's bringing a whole generation with him. And then in the last two years has created Sire. And it's been exciting to see both the speakers he has and to see the excitement on the faces of, I believe it's 16 to 22 year olds. Maybe there's no cap, but pretty exciting to see how people are coming out from these meetings, wanting to create their own businesses and reach after mentorship with reckless abandon. Without further ado, welcome into the studio, Mr. Yehuda Ricardo. Thank you very much, Richard. I'm very grateful to be here. Yes, you have been trying to <laughs> chase me for the past year and I've been trying to push it off, but I'm very excited to join into the studio and to share with you guys what I'm up to, what I've been working on, and just a little bit about Sire and whatever else that comes up on the way. So the other day, like, you know, when we were like, do we need to schedule again? Do we change? I said, you know, what's going on with some avoidance issues? Did I did I push a button there? Did I hit on something? <laughs> yeah, it's kind of funny because even yesterday I said, maybe we should do it a different day. But Richard said, don't even prepare too much. Just come and just be you. You have so much value to add. And that's really why I'm here right now. I totally believe Richard and he inspired me to be on the show. It's an important part of my learning, I think, and process in, in doing the show and why it's a great thing when people ask me, well, how'd you get started and why do you do this? And I was like, well, because the first time uh, Peter Sobey, the gentleman who helped create Richard Listen Show, said to me to come on the show, I was sitting there like my palms were sweaty. I was like, please don't call on me, teacher. And I thought that was great because, you know, there's often this disconnect between how much we know, even with college degrees and beyond, and then being able to communicate it authentically. And part of the work as a performance psychologist in building rapport is that a team or an athlete needs to feel like care and you're present and not always sure that they care about advanced specializations or what it really means or the handouts you have if they don't feel that. Definitely. It's also the way I see it is that you've been living it, let's say for myself, I've been living it for so long now and let's say Sire building it for two years now. You know, being able to speak about it, it comes natural. You know, even if you don't think that uh, you have something prepared or some kind of speech ready, but you've been living it for so long, then of course you could add value for a certain amount of time and you could share and communicate what you've been doing until now. Yeah, and it's probably you're not even aware and not just you, but in general, we're not aware of like, and I'm curious, even knowing you for as long as I have, you know, what led you to create this? Like to be able to have the courage to say, you know, this is my tribe of people. Like I want to take responsibility for giving something to them is a unique business slant. So maybe 
you can share a little bit like what what seeds were planted like along the way that gave you that confidence or even that willingness to step out and try something and figure it out and I know it's not exactly clear maybe the direction it's going but even like what were the origin like where does that come from and I know that your brother's a big part of the businesses you plan I would love to share so it actually started when I was 17 and I just got back from Israel and I was around well I first have to start by saying that my friends are a huge part of where I'm today and why I'm the leadership positions that I've been taking their influence and just being around them has influenced me and formed what I've been doing today and we came back and we all want to do business in some aspect right a friend of mine his name is also Yehuda and he wanted to do finance my brother wanted to go into marketing and another friend wanted to go into real estate I wanted to go into real estate and we all came together and we said we know so many people in our community that are just looking for ways to give back they've been building for themselves they've been creating wealth and what they're missing is just passing it down to someone else so we literally got got to one of our friends office one night we all got together and I kind of brought it together and I asked them guys look we need to take advantage of what we have you know there are so many people out there that want to just share their time and we got together and we said okay we're going to start with one person we're going to bring him in and basically ask them every question there is about real estate that was the first person we brought and from there we kind of started bringing more speakers and more speakers and we build ourselves that kind of platform to learn and grow our own businesses and just learn about other businesses so I guess I have two follow-up questions to that did the guests have the same desire you thought they would have do people in business really want to share and pass it on are they aware that that can help create a certain continuity or, or added value by giving back uh, or are you kind of pre-selecting people you know might have that predisposition you might be surprised that every person that we've contacted up this point was more than willing to share their time and we may have been pre-selecting but I think there is some aspect in successful business people or all business people around in different industries that they're looking to get there is something that might be missing in their business they're just creating wealth creating wealth or however their their business is and a certain aspect that is missing is giving back so the people that we have approached they've been more than willing to do that amazing did your friends know that you were like where it was going like was there a business plan was it formal <laughs> or is this is very like you know just like let's see what we can create from putting our skills together right you know I was looking through a, an old notebook before we drove up here today and I was just looking at all the plans that we've been making jotting down and one of them what was in a year from now we want to make $50,000 in five years from now we want to make a million and in 10 years from now we want to be a billionaire right so we're very very ambitious people and what we had in common was that drive and that desire to do big things but there was nothing in plan on a set goal or a set flow of how this group will grow and what people will bring in but we did have that desire that that's what we had in common how far are you in what's work right so actually we started two years ago as you mentioned my brother and I we took it on as a project and we saw the need so actually this is kind of funny but your son Mikey was actually one of the first two members of this group right <laughs> and our first meeting was in your back house <laughs> funny enough you that's might right that's right my my, my my converted garage becomes a topic of many exactly many stories but yes I, in converting it into a uh, a permitted residence it was it was vacant for a while I always share the story about that that house because everything that was stored just one day the contractor just put it on the lawn mm -hmm. so it became this like opportunity for letting go and giving away things it created a whole new life like I couldn't look out my window without seeing the things on it but it's also we right. know when you create a space a physical space that new creative energy can come in so I'm thankful for that and part of uh, the self-disclosure is this is that, that Yehuda is involved uh, my own son in giving him skills or the opportunity to be a part of something that could creates for him opportunities to think about making 
making money and being in business even while he's pursuing sports and college. And part of the motivation for that is it really taps into, you know, coming from the suburbs of New York, we, I joke around with my friends, like, what were your early jobs and things like that? And it was like, man, many people had the paper route, you know, like the whole family had to get, get involved in like rolling the newspapers and putting them in a cardboard box and driving around in the 90 degree uh, heat and humidity of New York. <laughs> like it didn't make a lot of money and it didn't inspire. I mean, I know it probably taught a lot about hard work and grit and I certainly don't want parents out there not to be teaching their kids like there's a value in, in work. I know some of us don't have a choice in how we participate or how we show up to do everything, the small things just to make a difference. But there is something about like not being so disconnected and dispassionate from your job that it sends this message of like apathy or disinterest in joining the workforce. So Definitely. finding pathways and finding ways and I know, you know, Gary Vaynerchuk and, and the internet has shown so many new ways for people to share and give information to one another and use their passions and skills to create their own pathway at an early age. I mean, we have YouTubers, we have gamers. So it feels to me like this is filling a need both from giving access to people who have been successful. It's also opening up the creative discussion of brainstorming and masterminding of having people be accountable to one another. That's become a portion of meeting to meeting, how people are accountable or what things, steps they need to identify or take to actualize some sort of a plan or visualize a plan. But to me, that's the exciting part is seeing young adults come out with this little bit of excitement of, hey, I, I can take what I'm doing and I could be a little bit more passionate or work a little bit harder at it. Like what's going to separate me from other people wanting to do what I do? We've been seeing that. Well, the kids, they may have come to this Sarah talk, this group thinking, well, I'm 15, I'm 16. And let's say I have some extracurricular, but mostly I just go to school, come back, unwind, and then go back the next day and then enjoy my summer. Right. But after you come to a talk with a business professional, someone who has been in an industry for so long and, and he shares his story and he shares what is possible, now it's a little different. This kid or this member that came beforehand starts to think, maybe I can do it myself. And there's some kind of hope that is being built through these talks. That's what I've been seeing. And also, like you're saying, the accountability of all the kids coming together, that is a special space that is being created. That's actually our hope, mine and my brother's hope, that we're building this community of kids that are positively influencing one another. Because one of the main motivations of building SAR to begin with was because of that I was fortunate of having this network and this group of friends that was positively influencing myself. And I saw that there are needs in the community and the kids, they, they're connected with their friends, but you know, they might be doing social things, but there isn't this desire of let's build something together or let's try to help each other grow. And that's something that I thought we can add uh, to them and we can build this platform for them to share and to grow together, definitely. So there's some important backstory there, right? Because you have a unique vantage point, right? You know, you come from family of spiritual teachers in different ways and it sounds like from high school or before you've been in this role of, of mentoring or giving back every single week so you're very in touch with what not only your cohort is going through but what the generation after is kind of stepping into so speak to that unique vantage point of like where you come from what you've become aware of through giving back that then creates a sense of not only like connection to who you're doing it with like that you have a team that your friends are, are important in shaping the path you choose and then also the, the awareness of bringing something to those who are following after. Sure. Like you said, I was brought up with two amazing parents. They're both spiritual teachers and I was born and raised in this atmosphere of thinking of others, not just yourself. The way I see it from a young age is if there is some kind of lack and I could do 
something about it, then I should do something about it because I saw this lack for a reason. This opportunity has been brought up for me to take care of it or at least be a part of that process. So from a young age, I, I've taken different leadership positions. I remember, well, in my community, there's services that we do on the weekends and there was no one that just wanted to step up and be a leader and bring all the other kids together to, to help with these services. So I decided to be that leader and I brought my friends and we kind of ran the services together. That has been consistent throughout because I feel that if I have something and it's worth sharing, then I should. You know, I receive these gifts for a reason, like I said before, and that reason is to share it as well. And every single time that I've done that, I've received so much from it and more than I've shared. I'll tell you a quick story. I just came back from Ojai and I was in sleepaway camp for two weeks and I was a caretaker for a very sweet guy named Danny, which he's a 24 year old and he is disabled. He's in a wheelchair. And I was basically there to help his physical needs, right? Take care of him, make sure he goes up and down the hill. They could join all the activities in the sleepaway camp. And at some point I was pushing the wheelchair and I just had a realization. I'm like, even though I'm giving him so much and I'm basically pushing him up the hill, right? He's not going to get there without me. I am receiving so much more than him. I'm only worried about him. So I don't have any excuse but to be happy at that moment. I could also see that with Sire because I'm there for the kids. I'm there to give back the kids whatever I received through childhood and still receiving. And because of that, my life has a little more meaning. So talking on your point, that's the way I was brought up, which I'm very fortunate. And I see every opportunity as a way to give what the gifts that I received. Yeah, it's so beautiful what you just said. And I appreciate you being vulnerable and, and sharing that. It's one of the things I admire about you and I appreciate. And we don't always see ourselves from the outside. As someone who's got, had, you know, got to see you even vicariously starting these projects or maintaining them, it's pretty awe-inspiring because it's like, you know, when you take your volunteer, your leadership job, and it's like, don't you want to clock out? Don't you want a week off? Right? Those are questions I will ask you in a moment. But, you know, it's like the amount of effort being given just to give back, right, is beyond, it's more than a job, right? It's a calling in a way, like, what's the difference in the book Grid I've been talking about? Like, what's the difference if you ask the bricklayer says, you know, why? Are you laying brick? It's like, well, to build a building versus someone who says protect the inhabitants or versus the people who says, you know, to create a home for thousands of people, right? It's like, what what's the difference between those definitions is, you know, how you view the action you're taking. So being able to come from this place of I have something to share and I can give it back. Or like you said, something about getting lost in the sharing allows you just to be happy. And I do think there is a part of that, which may be getting lost in, in psychology and, and other therapy professions, which is, you know, we talk a lot about burnout and, you know, overtraining and things like that, where it's like you give so much all the time that the off switch is kind of malfunctioning and maybe you're losing the sense of where's the joy in all that? Like, what am I getting back from giving here? So, you know, I'm thankful to read about doctors and therapists taking sabbaticals or just taking some summer trip to restore because it's really imperative that we be charged up to give and be in touch with this place that you're talking about, which is so organic and beautiful of we can impact everyone in such a large way if we're just in touch with that inner voice that's like what am I here to give? Talking about taking a sabbatical or taking some time for yourself I, I've experienced that many times I mean yes you are selfless and you are giving of yourself right and you are thinking about the kids but you have to be you have to be balanced in that way and there are so many times where I've second guessed and thought should I be should I be thinking right now on my school or should I be thinking on my work or should I be thinking about sire and there's always that give and take right that give and take on should I share my time right now or should I be taking care of myself? And like you said, taking a break is a great way to rejuvenate in that aspect. I do that all the time. I agree with you. It's something that's important to do. 
It seems like everyone these days is trying new workout systems. Some people go to the gym, others may run, but I've recently discovered a great in-home method that is absolutely amazing. I'm taking in-jitsu classes online where I'm being trained and pushed in real time by top MMA fighters straight from the octagon. Injitsu.com provides real-time classes so you can get a top-notch workout from the comfort of your own home. These classes are absolutely going to sell out. So head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class for free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Protecting your child's teeth is important in any sport. That's why Impact Dental Designs has put so much thought into their state-of-the-art mouth guards, protecting athletes in youth sports, all the way up to advanced MMA fighters and champions. And the best part is you can customize your own design for your own creative and fun mouth guard. So head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash Richard Listens. And if you purchase now, you get a free customized design and 20% off your order. Yeah, that's exactly it, right? That there has to be a balance along the way. But it sounds like something about, we all hear this all the time, self-care and balance yourself. But it's also, whether it be grief or starting a business or going out into the world from college, it sounds like the common theme that you've mentioned. You know, I get by with a little help from my friends, right? So can you speak to about that? Like, how do you cultivate those relationships? How do you keep them going? How do you appreciate the unique skills in your friend set and then begin to see these people as not just your friends, but potential influencers or business partners? I would say it comes naturally. If you surround yourself with friends that have the same value or the same interests as you, it just comes naturally in conversation. For me, my experience is that we're constantly reminding each other like, hey, let's think about the future. What have you been doing? How are you growing? I could share with you that I have chats for multiple things. I have a group chat for a gym. So my friends remind me I'm going to the gym at this time. And then a few people answer and we go together, right? Or I have a group chat for just social events so we do things together and i also have a group chat for business things we schedule times to meet with business individuals just our group what i'm trying to say about that is having friends that are on the same level as you is a great way to stay accountable i'm very fortunate that has been a big part of my success in sire however it is it, it has been my friends definitely glad you mentioned that i mean the thoughts i have now as somebody who's a few years beyond you and done, spent all these years trying to figure out how to fit in to the outside world and attain the credentials and skills you need to be accepted externally, right? Then I can share once I have a PhD or then I can share once I have the appropriate training level. And now what's amazing is that I've become more connected to some people who I've known since childhood, like people who were givers or creating business or I happen to be one month ago in, in Phoenix, Arizona, an old fraternity brother was out there and he's now the producer for the Phoenix Suns and it was amazing connection and symbiosis of someone who's an athlete, who's helping people, who's raising family and trying to be a contributor in a healthy way to community. So what can you say about that, about, you know, the pursuit of passion alongside community of people you have similar values with and, and what the potential is when you connect with those individuals? Sure. I think that other than having someone to be there and to share that experience with and having that accountability, it's a, a part of that accountability. It's keep yourself with someone that is growing and pushing you to grow. There's jealousy and there's also good jealousy. So 
in my community, there are a few young guys my age that are stepping it up. And I see them, let's say, going to the gym every day or in the community, they're just taking a leadership role. And I see them on the microphone and they're giving speeches and now they're giving classes. And I look at myself and I'm like, wow, like I'm doing like everything that I'm doing, but there's so much more that needs to be done, you know, and there's so much that I can be doing. And that's just by looking at my friends. So how do you balance that out, right? Because here you're at a place of like, I'm not looking at how much I'm achieving or how much I've done. I'm not giving myself pats on the back. Now I'm playing up like, oh, what are they doing? So, right. How do I balance this out of like a positive jealousy, but at the same time, like turn that into areas for growth and also valuing yourself. Like that's pretty amazing. You were sharing with me, like you just grabbed these two opportunities this summer, you know, one to help a boy experience something that he otherwise would not, which is pretty amazing to do that for one person. And then you also took a group of kids on a whole trip around the world. First speak, how do you identify that jealousy and turn it into like, what are the things they're doing that you want to be doing? Right. I heard something that that can be said about this point is that you take in feedback, but you don't take it fully in. If it resonates with you, then take it in. But you could be open, right? And people tell you like good criticism, however it is, but only if it resonates you, you keep it in. And what I'm trying to say about that is that your friends, like you see them growing and you see them expanding, but you don't necessarily have to go on the exact same path as them, right? You could take that as an inspiration, but you have to also be, you have to value what you want and what you're good at, which is completely different than your friends. So I would say that you have to have a balance of looking at your surroundings, look at your environment and constantly learn and be open for feedback. But if it doesn't resonate with you, don't take it in, you know, what is the best for yourself, right? You know what is good for you and just keep on practicing that pattern of checking in and say, am I doing what I want? Am I uh, valuing my opinion more than someone else's? And I think that constant balance will get you there. You might stray off the path, right? Of course you will. You might be working too hard or giving too much energy to your friends or to your surroundings, but that constant fight will keep you on a straight path of growth. Excellent. Yeah. So what about for people who aren't so lucky and their friends are not inspiring them? What do you do then? <laughs> well, that's an interesting question. Do, you, do they have to be your friends? Is that? Well, I'm just trying to think of like my college experience or others. You I mean, you look around and you're like, there's some people who are, they're your friends and maybe they feel comfortable, but they're there just to put it in the most positive frame. They're savoring the moment. They're enjoying. They're not as a, they're not looking at internal improvement or goals or, or how to move forward the next generation, right? Like, so how do you listen to that part of yourself that may be seeing that you need more or want a little bit more, but your environment kind of reinforced and staying the same? I would say work on strengthening yourself and maybe in the morning, take the first hour in the morning and devote it entirely for yourself. Maybe meditate or just do something you like or go to the gym. Just have time for yourself so that when you are surrounded with these people that are not on the same level as you or the same page, you are strong and you could be yourself around them and maybe even possibly help them. What resources are there for people who are maybe, you know, in an environment that isn't so healthy, like to get themselves connected, you know, or is it just as simple as like you said, like, hey, if I'm in an area and I got a YMCA or community center, like go help one other person, go do something that you're good at, just give back a little of your time just so you feel like whatever you're already gifted at is already something you can share. Right. So the question is, what platforms are there for you to be of giving? Yeah, I guess both physically within your community and maybe online and otherwise. Like, how do you begin to elevate yourself when you're the hungry one? Start being observant. I believe that the solution is already in front of you. You might just not looking at it or you're not seeing it. So I would start there and know that you're capable, right? Know that you have value to give and keep on reminding yourself that because the more you know that you're capable, the more risk you'll take and you'll start to create that opportunity. I don't think you have to go too far to find these opportunities. If you're a part of a community already, then you can start with one person that you're helping and you, you could start to form a group of some sort and bring in more people from there. But it shouldn't be too hard to 
find opportunities to help. I feel like they're all around. So let's tie it back into Sire. I mean, what is the direction right now? Like, what are you trying to provide and what are the goals for the members? What's the direction? So I'll share with you quickly about what Sire is and how it looks like. It's Society of Young Ruthless Entrepreneurs. And the ruthless is all about that desire to just do more and to constantly be working and constantly being just constantly growing. Parents don't like it. That's why I don't mention it. But ruthless, the kids like it. So we keep it in the name. What Sire basically is, is a group of 35, 40 kids that get together constantly. And we invite guest speakers from different industries to share their story, share how they built their company, the career they're in. The kids usually listen to their background, their story, and then they ask questions in the end. And all of it includes practical tips on how to move forward in that career. And personally, what the kids are going through also comes up in the talks. What is our goal for the future? We're constantly looking for more members to join just because we believe that creating this community of kids that are on the same level, same page of wanting to grow and helping each other. We see a need for that in Los Angeles in our own community. Having more kids involved will just create a bigger platform for that. We also want to bring bigger speakers. That's a big focus of ours. The bigger the speaker, I feel like the more influence it'll have because the kids look up to the speakers. Who are some of the leaders you've had? We've had the co-founder of Bijan on Rodeo. He's also really big in real estate. We've had a talk show host on Kareth 101. We've had a few real estate agents that are in Beverly Hills. We've had an artist from Cobra Starship come and speak from just many different industries, the owner and manager of Four Seasons. And believe it or not, it wasn't too difficult to reach out to them to get their contact. That's the first step. But after that, they were very, they were very happy to speak to the kids. Tim Ferriss did a whole project on like getting graduates. He told graduate students at Princeton, I think, pay for a round trip ticket around the world for anyone who lists phone numbers. One of them, I think, was the president. And I think the first year he did it, like almost nobody even tried, which was really interesting. I think that the second year, like the percentage went up of people who at least made attempts. It was interesting, right? That lesson of like, just that we assume things are unattainable. I mean, but if we don't think we can even attempt to reach someone or be persistent in it, then it's probably going to limit our capacity to gain from them. But even just there's something to be learned in that process of trying to connect, right? But what have you learned about yourself just trying to get these speakers to come out? I first learned that I have a lot to offer through this process and that anyone has a lot to offer. This is a process of, of self-discovery, right? Just learning what you're capable of doing. And when I come to the actual talk, I see that I brought the speaker, I see that I brought the kids and then the magic happens, right? The speaker starts to talk and the kids start asking great questions and there's just this chemistry that goes on and I'm just on the side and I don't have to do anything else. So what happens to you right then? I'm just very grateful. I have a feeling, a full feeling of this is a part of what I'm supposed to be doing and I'm doing it. It was very difficult to get the speaker here and the kids here, but it was all worthwhile. And what do you see happening to, you know, those egos of teens and adolescents and young college students who come in all thinking they've got certain things really figured out? What happens when they get the exposure, somebody who's opening their mind? In the talk, all the kids there are, are the same because they're all just there hungry for knowledge, hungry to be better. And in that talk, we have we have people from 25 years old and we have we also have some 13 year olds, believe it or not, in the talk. If they're capable of being a part of this type of group, we welcome them in. And 25 year old or 13 year old, they both are on the same level in this uh, in this hour talk, which is beautiful to see. It's beautiful you say that. I mean, obviously, you got me thinking about like the elements of flow and, and performance psychology about how things just start to move in a direction effortless. And, you know, obviously, you're not going to take a 13 year old and send them to run a business like Bijan, which is you know, by appointment only. And But there's something in being a novice and beginning to even think about yourself in a way like, what steps could I take? What business would I even creative process of having tons of ideas, tons of discussions about, right? What could I do? 
do? Right? Could I start making a YouTube channel and could I start selling my baseball cards? Or how would I like to inspire somebody else? Or to see how somebody who you look at as so successful started pretty simply or basically. What are some of the stories you heard from people that you were like lit light bulbs for you? Kid in the audience too, I think. Oh, I am. <laughs> <laughs> the owner and manager of the Four Seasons, she shared a beautiful story on how she started with her father just selling flowers on the street. And they used to just conquer corners of the street and that's what they would do. They'd just bring flowers and make the corner look nice and people would come and buy them. And she got to a point where she said, I can start conquering more corners, right? So she hired some kids younger than her and, and that's what they did. They sold flowers. And believe it or not, but the owner of the Four Seasons, they sold flowers. That's what they did growing up. And I'm just sitting there and I'm like, well, that's super simple, right? That I do a little more than just selling flowers right now. Like, what can I build for myself as well? And me being a kid in this talk, I'm sure the other kids think the same way. Yeah, it makes it simple. It makes it practical. Like, what's the first step in all the lessons about growing the podcast and getting sponsorship and thanks, build a business plan? How do you get sponsorships? Uh, how do you get the highest quality guests who can inspire people? Like, initially, when Peter Sobey, who inspired me to start the show, was just like, can you show up to this location and share, participate, and interact with the guests in a way that, that feels meaningful and authentic? And that I can do. Some of it is like, I'm going to bring who I am and people that I have fun interacting and having really interesting conversations with that I think other people could learn a lot from and create this space where it can reach more and more people. So how do you take Sire from reaching, you know, the 40 attendees to reaching 4,000? Believe it or not, I have to take myself out of the equation. And I just realized that recently I was in a car ride speaking to someone who's who's been very supportive of Sire and we were talking and I find myself being a little hesitant to reach out to new members and to uh, say, hey, we have an awesome talk coming up and a big speaker come and listen, right? So I feel that for Sire to grow, I need to take myself out of the equation in that this is a platform, this is a group that is needed and whether I'm the leader or I am spearheading it or not, doesn't matter. What matters is that it gets out the members, right? It gets out to the kids and it spreads out to whoever that needs it and whoever that desires something like this. So if I'm not in that equation saying that, oh, I can be making a little more or the recognition that I'll get, I feel like that's how Sara takes its next level in that this is a big group that anyone's invited to. And yeah, I'm spearheading it maybe for now, but this is just something that's valuable. It doesn't matter who's the leader of it. And that's basically it. The idea to create like networks of this in other cities or in other areas. Definitely. We don't, we don't limit it. We would like to have an online presence as well. We want to archive every single talk, every single speaker that comes and have it online so that people could stream in or listen to it afterwards. We don't see any limit to it. Well, invest in some equipment. It's all doable. <laughs> we can find a way to get that. And Cyrus shows me personally that it's there because someone that, well, for myself, but also like kids that 13-year-olds or 14-year-olds can interact with the owner of the Four Seasons or the owner of Bijan or the lead singer in a very popular band. They both could be in the same room and interact and have a great conversation. And the minute you put them together in a conversation, the possibilities for creating similar both neural pathways in the brain, like that this connection is there and seeing yourself, oh, I could show up in a studio. I could, I like to sing already. One of my former Richard Liston's guests, Alana Tias, who became a singer for the Whalers after Bob Marley, you know, he said, I was a singer. I was a singer in the shower. I was a singer in the car. And then he took that to being a singer in the studio. And his voice, when he submitted the tape, was the right, right voice for the sound that they needed at that time. So, you know, these successive approximations of getting closer, like you don't even realize you're moving forward. But some of that is meeting people who can show you or encourage you to take a few steps and show you where you can go next. What are the 
the few turns on the road map that might steer you in the right direction, um, both in terms of environment, like you mentioned, friends, right? Your community, a few more positive people, a few more leaders, a few more people who are pushing you a little bit harder or giving you new wisdom and feedback that's authentic and neutral, not necessarily just telling you how great you are, but giving you constant areas for improvement direction is kind of positive attention that, that we all need to be seeking. So in closing, tell us where we're going to find you in five years. How can people get a hold of you, Mr. Ricardo? social media and all that. So you can get in touch with me anytime. I'll leave my information. You can find me on Instagram where Sire Talks. That is S-Y-R-E-T-A-L-K-S. That's also our website, SireTalks.com. And that, that's our social media presence. We also have Facebook, Sire Talks. So that's if you want to join or speak right. or anything. Right. And we also have events coming up. They're all posted on our website, on our social media. We have an event actually coming up uh, pretty soon. So you're welcome to check out the website and you'll be able to see the times and you can register through that. And where are we going to find you in five years? I always see myself as if I'm growing, then I'm in the right place. And five years from now, I would like to be just more independent. I'm a recent college graduate and I would like to see these, uh, just the preparation come to manifestation. And I don't have a specific place that I see myself, but if I'm growing, if I'm just becoming a little better, making a little more of an influence, then that's where I'd like to be. So that's where you'll see me in five years. I love it. Staying true to the spiritually grounded roots. Yeah. I'm again, I'm, I'm in gratitude and amazed to be around literally now it's a young entrepreneur, but the, the power of mentorship, obviously personal influence I've had on uh, mentoring my own son, take a moment and express gratitude for that, that, that sometimes the true wealth, we hear this often, is your network and your community was mentioned here. So having people that you can, especially if you're in a position of being a parent and trying to figure out how to navigate today's waters of raising children and teens, that the community and the people that you put yourself around, the influencers that those children have access to, mentors, and including the media that they are digesting online and things like that, can all profoundly change their DNA and propel them towards unlimited potential. Thank you all for tuning in. I appreciate it. Please, if you can, check out my Patreon page.com, patreon.com slash Richard Listens, or Instagram Richard Listens. Hey, you get theme. We appreciate all your support and interest. We're now up on iTunes, Spotify. If you're interested in therapy, teletherapy, any kind of consultation, please don't hesitate to reach out to me through my website, richardlistens.com. I'm happy to help and support in any way through any kind of strain, support, or isolation you are going through. We are here to alleviate strain and suffering. Thank you all for tuning in. I'm Richard Listens, and I'm out. I'm a big fan of MMA sports. It's rough and elegant at the same time. I think my number one fear of stepping into a ring like that would be protecting my teeth. Luckily, the guys over at Impact Dental Designs have created an amazing mouth guard that is state of the art. These mouth guards are currently being used by some of the best MMA fighters, but even better, they can be tailored to any sport. Football, hockey, boxing, soccer, the list is endless. Head over to impactdentaldesigns.com slash richardlistens to get 20% off your order and a free customized design for your mouth guard. Lastly, I'd like to proudly mention our sponsor, Injitsu.com, providing remote at-home training from some of the world's top MMA fighters. These classes are not pre-recorded. These trainers come to you live and coach you for the duration of the session. I've personally taken a few of these classes and I've never felt so inspired and accomplished in a workout session. They'll leave you both on the floor in exhaustion and with a drenched shirt. 
There are still slots available for online classes, so head over to injitsu.com slash richardlistens to get your first class free. That's I-N-J-I-T-S-U dot com slash richardlistens. Take care, everyone.